When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Considering WCW Nitro presents Bash at the Beach 1996 by Wolf. Man, that's confusing. We gotta <laughs> we gotta streamline that title. We've only been doing this for a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's this weird thing. Like, I don't think anyone does what we do. Anyway, I'm Damien Gibson. Joining me as always is uh, as is 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 Matthew Kayfabe. I don't think anyone does what we do. Where like. We have a podcast, but then we've got all these little, there's like children of the podcast. <laughs> there's the weekly show, WCW Nitro, but then also like the pay-per-view shows like we're doing today are kind of an offshoot of reconsidering Nitro for some reason. Like we've never spoken about it, it just feels that way. <laughs> the ECW show is another show. Like it's weird. It's weird the way we, it's probably not the right way to do things, but anyway. That's is what it is. Well, you just subscribe. You get all of the different things that we do rather than, you know, us setting off seven different channels that you have to subscribe mm. to. Anyway, as I very all over the place, uh, in a very all over the place style mentioned, uh, we're talking about maybe one of the most important pay-per-views in wrestling history. I, it's definitely the most important one in, in WCW's history, I think. Um, but it'd have to be in the top five of of all-time pay-per-views, right, as far as consequences are concerned. Maybe not the wrestling, but definitely <laughs> storyline-wise. Yeah, right? I'd say there's probably uh, Bash at the Beach, Beach 1996, uh, uh, WrestleMania Backlash 2021, uh, No Mercy 2008. <laughs> Can I just correct you there? Sorry, man. Just to jump in, it's WrestleMania's backlash. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I guess that it's technically. Well, anyway, we can we can discuss the grammar of that at another point. It's not correct gra- grammatically at all, because <laughs> it's saying that WrestleMania owns backlash. It's WrestleMania's backlash. I suppose that is actually correct. It's the backlash from WrestleMania. But th- that is that is this more is a conversation correct. we could genuinely have for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> We're both so n- nerdy. Anyway, uh, you keep carry on. Your list was Bash of the Beach, 
WrestleMania's Backlash 2021. Uh, yep, yeah, No Mercy 2008, <laughs> um, the one where Alberto mm-hmm. Del Rio beat CM Punk, uh, oh and just a random Clash of the Champions <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> where was it, the random Clash of the Champions? Was it... Uh, it was like last year or the year before with WWE just did random like old school mm. uh, n- in name only WCW. Yeah, they do. Pay-per-views. Well, they do like yeah, Halloween but- Havoc on NXT. They do Starcade as a house yeah. show. Uh, this is going to Starcade. That was the one that was just randomly out of nowhere. And you know what? It was actually a half decent show by WWE standards. <laughs> but uh, at least NXT, like, you know, put a giant pumpkin out and stuff when they do Halloween Havoc. One of my favourite matches of all time that I suspect is a really, really bad match uh, happens at a Halloween Havoc in a few years. I'm really excited to talk about it in a few years. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say the monster truck match oh, between the giant and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> which obviously is one of the finest matches in wrestling history. It's the greatest sports entertainment match of all time. That's a, that's my hot take. <laughs> uh, should we go through the card and then we'll just have a ramble chat about uh, what happened on this pay-per-view? Because there's really only one thing to talk about. We'll really. have an in-depth, uh, bit humorous breakdown of uh, of the pay-per-view, I think. I don't think we should call it a ramble chat on air. <laughs> Yeah, well, for one reason, it doesn't sound very professional, and two, it's legitimately just ripped from Adam Buxton. So, uh... (laughs) shall we waste our listeners' time? Yes. Uh, No, like it it means like a nice, you know, homely chat rather than us going through each match, you know, in excruciating detail, which is what I think I put in the chat. Uh, there was a dark match, uh, Jim Powers versus Hugh Morris. Um, I, I legitimately don't know who Jim Morris is. I'm going to put my little cursor over here and see if Jim I Jim Morris is no one. You've just combined both of the wrestlers' names. Uh, Jim Powers. Sorry, Jim Powers. Uh, yeah, still don't know. I don't know who Jim Morris or Jim Powers is. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is an ME match? The... Prior to the ah, so there were main event matches that were not on the pay per view. Yep. Uh, so the Steiner brothers defeated a Harlem Heat uh, by disqualification. So does that mean that they're oh no, so they're not tag team champions? Uh, Bobby Walker versus Billy Kidman. Holy shit, Billy Kidman's on the undercard, man. In a in a uh, two minute match. Exciting. Yeah, but it means we'll get to see him soon, which is super exciting. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express uh, defeated Fire and Ice. <laughs> surely, I'm not a Fire and Ice fan, right? I know that's a controversial opinion, but surely if you're getting the Rock and Roll Express in, you put the younger guys over, right? <laughs> Fire and Ice sound like a disco band, like a 70s Absolutely. sort of like, it's like, oh, this is fire, this is Rasputin by Fire and Ice. Yeah, yeah. Like when when... <laughs> When Tommy finally got into Studio 54, it was everything he thought. Beautiful <laughs> people everywhere, fire and ice pumping through the stereo system. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated Lord Steven Regal in a match that I really would have liked to have seen, but it's not on the paper. Makes you feel better. It so, goes for three um, and a half minutes. 
Yeah, well, you, I mean, when you've got two guys in the ring who are that good, you really want to limit them by giving them a three-minute match. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, the the pay-per-view proper, Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Uh, what a great match. John Tenta versus Big Bubba, uh, or defeating Big Bubba. Sorry, Rey Mysterio defeated Psychosis as well. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeated Jim Duggan. The Nasty Boys defeated Public Enemy uh, in a hardcore match, question mark. Um, Dean Malenko defeated Disco Inferno for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Steve McMichael defeated Joe Gomez in a who gives a shit on a pole <laughs> match. And uh, Ric Flair defeated Conan. I have some strong opinions about that for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the Giant and Taskmaster in a feud. Like, I swear to God, we talked about this match on the first episode <laughs> of Reconsidering WCW Nitro, the Giant and the Taskmaster defeated Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. Uh, and then the Outsiders uh, and Hulk Hogan, spoilers, uh, fought Randy Savage, Sting and Lex Luger to a no contest. Um, I, I, Look, obviously we want to talk about the NWO, right? But I just there's a couple of things. Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis is the template of what we will see at the beginning of every WCW match for the next two and a half, three years. Yep. It's so good. I I remember Psychosis having a bad wig. I don't remember it being as bad as it was in in crystal clear <laughs> HD. <laughs> uh, John Tenter, God love him. I uh, mean, what a what a shit. What a shit feud this, this was. Whole, Thank God it's over. This whole pay-per-view <laughs> was being filmed through, like, essentially smoke. Like, everyone was smoking. <laughs> like it, it, I kind of, yeah. It looks like it was filmed in 1962. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the thing that really uh, stood out to me, really, besides the Outsiders uh, match, is, is Rick <laughs> Rick Flair beating Conan, who's over. Conan's over at this point. Like, it's like people are into him, and I can't believe that Rick. Flair, like, I don't. It made, it made me genuinely angry that Ric Flair beat Conan. <laughs> Watching this twenty-six-year-old pay-per-view or twenty-five-year-old pay-per-view, whatever it is, uh, I was just like, "Why? Why would you?" The only thing I can think of is that they're going to try and put gold on all of the horsemen, right? But then. What happens at the end of the match with the Outsiders and Hulk Hogan makes you immediately go, well, then that, no, that's not happening. So now Ric Flair, the only, I suppose the only positive is that, is that Ric Flair is the king of the mid-card. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, look, this was bad. I don't know. You might be over-egging it a little bit to say that Conan was over at this point. He's there. I think people are into him. Yeah, but it's not like he's not, you know, he's not Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1999. No, well, I didn't say that. I was just no, you implied that. Like, that. You know, that was Flair's, heavily what you implied. <laughs> Ric Flair's 72 years old at this stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, nothing annoys me more than when old boys are taking belts off, like, potential stars. That really, <laughs> really annoys me. Yes. I think it's just an after effect of watching Vince's product for 35 years. <laughs> you know, I just, it just gives me like PST. <laughs> What's the post term PTSD. PTSD, yeah. 
I, I can't even can I can't even say it correctly. PWSD, PWWESD. Um, what was your big takeaway from watching this again? Uh, so, uh, you know, so I have a series of things. Um, basically, look, there was a card and then there was what's important. Um, first of all, I want because I don't think we really discussed this, but they mention it about 133 times on the pay-per-view that the WCW competitors of uh, Randy Savage, Sting and Lex Luger were chosen by lottery. And it's just like yeah. it really humoured me because I'm like, Really, they they really fucking locked out that it wasn't Hugh Morris, uh, the Ice Train, and John Tenter out there. Like, you know, it's really good that they lucked out <laughs> and got three of their biggest stars. Um, <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. All right, number one pick, Jim Powers. <laughs> uh, okay, shit. Uh, number two pick. Lord Stephen Regal. <laughs> I mean, that would at least be good. But it's like if they were like, "Oh, look, it's Jim Duggan, the Disco Inferno, and Brian Nobbs." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that! Imagine that! I mean, the outsiders are showing these three total disdain. Imagine if <laughs> they got like the Z Squad <laughs> to show up. Well, we're- that's not a bad. That's not a bad faction. The Z. The Z. Well, squad. I mean, we are getting the NWO B team. Maybe the Z Man Tom Zenk could be part of the Z Squad. <laughs> um- <laughs> I'm more thinking that if Tony Khan's listening to this, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah. <clears throat> the uh, you could give it to um the Hollywood hunk and all those guys. Oh yeah, they could be called the Z. They squad. sort of become the Job Squad, I guess. Is the um the the modern vet? Shut oh. up! Shut <laughs> up! The uh, <laughs> the other thing is Mean Gene uh is standing outside the <coughs> the ro- the the outsiders locker room, and he says he can hear the third man talking, but it's a little bit muffled. Uh, and he can't. Yeah, he recognizes the voice, but he can't figure out who it is. It's like Gene, <laughs> mate. If you can't figure out Hulk Hogan's voice, you probably need to retire. I know. Like one because he's got like. I mean, it's one of the easier uh, impersonations for people to do. Let me tell you something, mean Gene. And also, <laughs> like he just yells all the time. Yeah. Like he's not. The, I've never heard Hulk Hogan talk normally. Also, if the third man was going to be in a room. Uh, backstage, why wouldn't they have like so- surely like a bunch of people on the production crew were like, "Hey, Hulk Hogan rocked up and went into the outsiders' locker room in that fucked up." Um, yeah, they try and cover that stuff a little bit by Mean Gene trying to get the security guards to speak to him, but they won't speak to him. <laughs> and then he does like a kind of like Humphrey Bogart esque like inner monologue. Even though he's talking to the camera, it's kind of like you know I've done everything I possibly can to try and get <laughs> as much information as I can. I'm I, you know I'm on the case, but I can't break <laughs> through. And blah 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 blah. <laughs> the, the the other thing I really took from this was if I was going to teach someone how to be a referee, like AEW could really learn from Randy Anderson in this this match. Randy Anderson, like they constantly do behind the back things. And he turns around and is like, hey, were you doing what's going on? You stay out of the, you know. And, like, AEW has a real problem with the referees just being like, oh, well, the last 10 minutes of this Young Bucks match is going to be both Young Bucks against whoever's in the ring. Um, You know, who cares about rules? Like, this was a legitimately well-refereed match. Yeah. 
and the AEW refs tend to like they there's this it's such a tiny thing, such a damning thing to get upset about, but the way they bounce into screen to do the three count really annoys me. <laughs> like they 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 come flying into the picture as if they're going for a hot tag. <laughs> you notice that? Yes. Uh, it fucking irritates me so much. It's like you're not you're not the star. No one's here to watch you guys. You know, you do it, you do it, you like it's very important function, but I don't want to know the names of anyway. I, I agree. I thought that stuff was really cool. And you know, because it shows like I mean, it might be a little old school, but it shows that like they're cheats. Hmm. They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they they're like barely adhering to the rules. You know, and it shows that, like, that's the kind of guys that they are. Mm. I think it's really good character work. And, and and you're right, more of that stuff needs to happen. It's that thing we've spoken about where, like, it feels like I'm not really sure why I'm shitting on AEW when Double Nothing has just happened and it's, like, my favourite pay-per-view for a really long time. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I've got all this negativity towards them. But it is a thing that, like, the rules seem to be sort of taken uh you know, like the idea of a referee and rules in the match seem to be ta- the uh, people seem to look at that at like oh well that gets in the way of us telling the story mm. whereas i actually think it could give you like in this match where kevin and scott are using it really well mm. it can be used to enhance a story yeah absolutely you know? and and like i think it, you're right it is it's really really good character work and it's just like he's a clearly a very very good referee like there's rules he's there to mm. you know but if something happens behind his back he can be aware that you know probably something's going on but he can't really disqualify you for something he didn't see so he can still but he can still caution you like it's it's a you know yeah uh the the other thing i sort of thought watching this and I don't I I genuinely don't know how you're gonna react to this. Is okay. <laughs> is Kevin Nash the coolest wrestler ever? Like as far as actually oh. like the kind of person that you would wanna like chat to. Is he actually like a cool guy? Whereas most wrestlers are like complete mm. freaks, but they happen to be great wrestlers. Whereas Kevin Nash can't work a match at all. Uh but he seems like a really <laughs> sick dude. Like he seems cool. Hmm. His Twitter, not that I really go on Twitter much uh, anymore, but uh, we have exactly the same politics, pretty much. So <laughs> there's that. You know, it's hard for me to not love him when I'm when I see him. You know, rallying for wrestlers' unions and. Mm how much of a dickhead Donald Trump is and all that kind of stuff. Like, that resonates with me. Um, because I'm such a mark, I think Kevin Nash's attitude towards wrestling annoys me. <laughs> he's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's he's so... His whole attitude, whenever I've heard him speak, seems to be like, eh. He's like a real-life Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and, like, that kind of frustrates me a bit because I want people to love the thing that I love as much as, you know, but, like, they don't, I don't know. I'm always fascinated by the click dynamic because the click broadly is Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Triple H and X-Pac, who all are very good in-ring wrestlers. There's a scale, but they're all, you know, 
top tier in ring wrestlers at their best. They all love wrestling. Mm. And then there's Kevin Nash, who's a repugnant in ring wrestler and doesn't seem to have any real interest in wrestling, but just seems to be a bit of a cool guy. No. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, yeah, it's strange as well. I don't know. And then it makes me think like he's such a sort of out lefty. Then it's like, are the other four? Like usually <laughs> people with the same sort of belief structures <laughs> hang out together and stuff as well. It's like, are the other four like okay. that? I don't know if they are. Like, I can promise you that Shawn Michaels is not a lefty. Well, he's they, got a no. hunting well, show. He's massively into Jesus. <laughs> he works for yeah. he works for WWE. He is not mm. he is not a lefty at all. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. It's weird, right? I could kind of see Hunter maybe being a secret. Uh, like like he doesn't bring it up with the family, you know, like with the in-laws. I guess my <laughs> guess is that uh X Park is not a bigot but doesn't care about politics. Uh yeah. Hunter probably voted for Trump because he probably gave his ballot to Vince. And I suspect and Vince Vince filled out everyone's voting forms for <laughs> <laughs> at WWE. The uh and yeah, I'd, I I wouldn't want to guess what Scott Hall's views on anything are. Mm. Anyway, they're an interesting they're an interesting group. I don't know if is Kevin. What do you mean by cool? Do you mean cool? Like, I mean cool, laid back. Or do you mean cool, like? I mean cool outside of wrestling. Like I mean, like he genuinely right, comes yeah, he, off yeah. as a cool, like, like I think he's a bit of an asshole, but he's definitely a cool guy. Like he's like he's a as the incels would call him. He's a Chad. Like, he is one of wrestling's few <laughs> cool guys. Like, usually the guy you're like, oh, that guy's cool, and it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. They're not really, like, cool cool. The Rock has become cool cool, but he wasn't cool cool when he was, you know, a major wrestling star. No, the majority of wrestlers behind the scenes are like Xavier Woods or um, Brian Myers, uh, those kind of guys where they're doing, like, Wrestling YouTubes, uh, like gaming YouTubes, or uh, Brian Myers and um, mm. what's Zack Ryder's real name? Uh, Matt Cardona. Yeah, Matt Cardona. Like, I mean, I only know this because I was watching them the other day. But they <laughs> they have a wrestling tape and toy show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, you're right. A lot of wrestlers are not cool in the traditional sense. Mm. They're not driving around. You know, smoking and yeah, reading poetry. I don't know what are cool people do <laughs> reading poetry. Yeah, just, just people. He's he's Kevin Nash, the kind of guy who's hard on oh, order. Uh, yeah, he yeah he does. I mean, you can tell by his um his uh shirt that's in wrestling tees at the moment, where he's walking down the street like James Dean. That he's a cool guy. <laughs> the uh, he's definitely cool. Have you bought that shirt? Yeah, no. I've, American Outs Original is the is the shirt. Um, there's also a Johnny Cash Nash shirt. There's, yeah. There's, oh, really? Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> you know, like Johnny Cash has, you know, like certain people have fans that turn you off the artist? Yes. I think I've quoted it before, but there's a, one of my favourite lines in any song ever is by uh, a, a band called Sloan, and they have this line, 
Um, in, I think it's called Ace of uh, Ace Win. Um, it's not the band I hate; it's their fans, and uh, that's always resonated with me because it's happened so many times. And there's this kind of like old man hipster thing with Johnny Cash that I can't <laughs> handle. You know what I mean? Like the over fifty hipster who's like, "Yeah, I'm into cool style like Johnny Cash." Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline. You know, it's like oh, fuck. I know that they're really good artists and I like them, but those people <laughs> turn me off them so much. Like Bob Murphy, the Australian rules footballer down here, who's like, I'm a cool guy. I love Johnny Cash. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Nash might be one of those guys. I, I think he's all right. I th- I'm, I'm backing Nash here as a, as a person. Are you just secretly trying to plant the seed of like, you know, Kevin Nash is cool. So then you can freely talk about how much you love Kevin Nash on the podcast without fear of retribution. <laughs> I am I am I I can tell you that I do not fear retribution, either the stable or the or the act. <laughs> or the the wrath of Gibson. <laughs> the uh Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I genuinely think he's pretty cool. Um he's also fucking massive as a human being. Mm. Uh, as is Scott Hall. Yeah, I know. When Scott Hall keeps calling himself the medium-sized man, you're like, get the fuck out of here, dude, medium-sized man. On what planet are you a medium-sized guy? I guess if you just hang around with uh, Kevin Nash, you're the medium man. Um, well, even in his friendship group, he's still the second biggest one. <laughs> I mean, he's still, yeah. in his friend in in his friendship group of pro wrestlers, he's still, by a pretty big way, the second biggest guy in that group. <laughs> he's six foot seven. Um, yeah, that's fucking insane. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. And he's built like so that a- that must mean that- You know, brick shit house. Is that in- Is that ring- Is he- That's his, really? that's his build height. So, he might be six foot six, yeah. six foot five. Let's say six five. That's still huge. It's it's pretty big. That must mean Jake the Snake and DDP are pretty big as well. DDP's huge. Um Jake must be as well. Uh, I didn't realise we were going to spend so much of this episode being like, that wrestler's huge. Is Jake the Snake huge? He's huge. <laughs> hey, people are learning stuff. Jake is built um, at 6'6". Six, six. I, uh, I know you're a, a basketball guy. Yes. Uh, like NBA guy. Yes. And uh, I am when the Lakers are doing something. Ugh. And uh, so I've been watching a little bit of the Lakers-Phoenix uh, uh, play-in <laughs> matches. Ugh. Uh, play the play-in matches are matches to decide who goes into the playoffs, right? No, we're in the playoffs now. Why does it say play-in? What's that? Is that just some NBA fucking? I have paid no attention this season, and I believe they've made some changes around um around uh finals. But I be- but I think the the Phoenix LA. Just goes into the so I think they're in round one of the finals now. Then it goes to the semis, then to the conference finals, then to the finals. Right. Well, anyway, the reason why I bring it up is that there was a kid in an Orlando Magic singlet in the background kept popping up while I was watching this match. And uh, is the Orlando? I wanted to ask: Is the Orlando Magic singlet the most '90s singlet? Of the nineties, yeah, Charlotte Hornets singlet also pretty nineties. Mm. Um, I mean, Bulls as well, obviously. Yeah. Like Bulls twenty three singlet's pretty 
pretty huge. But for some reason, I feel like Orlando Magic, <laughs> like, because of Shaq, obviously, but it just, that's the one that I saw the most wandering around in the wild in Australia. Yeah, the I, I yeah I definitely saw a fair few Shaq jerseys. Um, one on the subject of shirts and Kevin Nash, one of my favourite things coming up is in a couple of years, just the amount of children wearing t-shirts that say "Big Sexy" on them. Um, it's it's a really full on thing where you're like, oh, I reckon just make those in an adult medium. Um, <laughs> maybe just have another different Nash t-shirt. <laughs> That's so true. I've never really thought about like the <laughs> wrestling catchphrases that go on to T-shirts and, and kids wandering around in them. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, it's it's probably better than the suck it, but it's not. It's actually, mm. I don't know whether it actually is better than the suck it because wearing a T-shirt that just says "Big Sexy Kevin Nash" on it, and it, the the T-shirt has a picture of Kevin Nash. Of course it does. Like, it's a very full-on <laughs> T-shirt. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be comfortable with my child wearing that. Um, I know. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, oh, adorable. But the fact that Kevin Nash's face is on it, if it just said Big Sexy on the T-shirt, it's kind of, kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean- <laughs> but still... Yeah, I wouldn't be buying it for my kid. If my Don't kid was like, catch Can I have- the bus in the big sexy T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'd kind of be like directing them towards the new day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, oh look, let's start at new day, and uh, the Wolfpack T-shirt has a wolf the- on it. That'll look cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I would, I would kind of like one of those T-shirts. I think. I reckon by the time we're done with the NWO feud, I'll have a wolf. This is I'm making a prediction now. Mm. In a year's time, I'll have a Wolfpack T-shirt. I have one. <laughs> I have one from the nineties still. Do you really? Yeah. Holy fuck! Oh, I'll get to get one, and then we'll great. And then we'll be part of the Wolfpack. On... Is Wolfpack for life, or is that only NWO? No, nah, they're both for life. Is it um, the all NWAs yeah. for life. Just so you know, on Kevin Nash's Pro Wrestling Tees uh, store, there is a big sexy T-shirt that just says "Big Sexy," but the big is pictures of Kevin. It's a picture of Kevin Nash's face. So you should get around oh, in that. That would be good. <laughs> nah, I'm cool, man. <laughs> I'm still single. You know what I mean? I've got to like. I've got to. Oh, well, we know why. Because you're not wearing that T-shirt to dates. No, I need to find someone who's willing to like be around me, you know, for an extended period of time, and that's when you buy the big sexy t-shirts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once you once you've already got a ring on that finger, then you can be like, <laughs> then you can get a fucking loot crate I I, filled with. I don't want to like give rock and roll wrestling toys. <laughs> I don't want to give you relationship <laughs> advice, but but my advice that I am going to give you, so I do want to give it to you. Uh, <laughs> it's never okay to wear the big sexy t-shirt. So just don't never even nah. even at sexy times. Uh, I would say I, I thought it would indicate not. I thought it would indicate that it's sexy time. No, unless <laughs> you, know you I mean? buy it for your partner and she wears it, then that's kind of cool, I guess. No, it's not. No, I thought like you go in, you go into the bathroom, you like brush your teeth and stuff, and then you come back out just in your undies and your big sexy shirt, and she knows <laughs> it's sexy time. So, so uh, you put the you put the wolf pack symbol up. 
<laughs> oh, Christ almighty. Um, the, the, uh, uh, remember this relationship's for life. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about other than, uh, you having sex around. Did you Kevin do that Nash. when you got married to Carly at the end? Did you like, <laughs> yes, for life. We did. That's right. Um, oh, sweet. We, uh, it was too sweet. Um, the uh, <laughs> too sweet. The uh, <laughs> the heat this gets when at first people don't really know what's going on and they're like, "Hey, Hulk Hogan," and then Hulk Hogan re- uh, uh, like leg drops Macho Man and they're like, "Yay!" And then eventually they realize things are bad and they start piffing garbage into the into the ring, which is an incredible visual, made even more so by the one ECW fan who is all of us that is, like, still going, yeah, go Hulk Hogan, woo! <laughs> In the front row wearing an ECW T-shirt. Uh, yeah, I was way on board for him. Um, this is really, like, the people's reaction to this is testament to the long-term booking with this in particular like people want to hate kevin nash and scott hall so much they already do but the inclusion of hulk hogan turning heel it's weird though because we've sort of mentioned this a few times where like he's getting booed Mm. like hulk hogan's before him going away for a while he was getting i reckon maybe 40 percent of people were booing him when he came to the ring yeah that's right so it's strange that there's such a visceral reaction. Well, he's been away for a long time as well. Yeah, we just sort of show. Yeah, but uh, like if that happened now, people would be cheering, right? Like when Roman Reigns turned heel. Even in our little friendship group, we were all messaging each other like, "This is sick." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, like, I it's sort of. I think it probably shows the difference in the fandom of wrestling now compared to 1996 where there's still people who are like, I don't, well, I don't think anyone really believes that it's real, but they're really behind the faces rather than mm. the coolest wrestler. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, don't, I just think like this is such a huge moment. Hulk Hogan's promo goes on for a little bit too long afterwards, but he gets- yeah, he, well, but he gets out every line he needs to get out, and it can be edited into uh, what year are we in? Twenty twenty one. For the next twenty five years, it's going to be edited into video packages perfectly. Uh, mm. I did notice that because you'd said that he says the New World Organization. He does say that, but he did say New World Order a couple of times before that. So he did. Yeah. He did hit his mark correctly, and then he's just. The wheels come off towards the end of the- There's one moment I quite (laughs) like um, where he doesn't quite realise- He doesn't quite know how to be a heel yet. And so, like, Scott and Kevin are doing the, like, Hulk Hogan ear uh, things and they're doing it really, like, you know, mockingly. And he turns Mm. around and sees Scott Hall doing his, like, arms out pose that Scott Hall does. And then Hulk Hogan just does that pose. Does the same thing, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's just he does it for a second and even he seems to realise like, oh, nah, like, don't do that. But it's just it's just wonderful watching him become a heel. And if if my memory's right, we're going to get all these little promos that are sort of cut together that are really revolutionary. And Hulk for, for maybe, like, there's a good few months where he doesn't quite know how to do it. 
and where Kevin and Scott are sort of talking and being, you know, normal people and Hulk Hogan's like, oh, yeah, brother, and then we're going to grab them and we're going to twist their stinky necks. And then, like, they're just yeah. like, yeah, man, like, that's cool and, like, whatevs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a relic of the 80s, mm. you know, like it's still, it's a, yeah. I don't remember, I I seem to remember him being, I think he tones down a little bit, right? Like Eventually, the, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's just, there isn't really much else to say because it's kind of such a perfect run mm. of booking. But the way Eric has, well, Eric says that he wasn't booking at this stage, but then he'll go on to talk in intimate detail about all how everything was planned. Yeah, and so blah, so blah. he wasn't so he wasn't the booker, um, but he was the he yeah, was Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, is, he right? was running the company and he did the NWO angle. Um, so so right. that wasn't booked by Sullivan. The rest of this trash, the John Tenter Big Bubba is Kevin Sullivan's uh, love child. Um, the NWO is E Bischoff's. <laughs> It's weird, right? Because when we when I think about that style of wrestling or that style of WCW, I have this like nostalgia for it, where I'm like, ah, oh, John Tenter, Big Bubba. You hear the names, and I'm like, ah, oh. and then you watch it, and you're like, oh god, this is. So I think that the thing is, this is not good, <laughs> and like the storylines aren't even. I mean, because the wrestling is bad, and the storylines are bad. Like NWO was so drastically needed. I think, you like, know, I don't um, have uh, the same uh, love of 80s wrestling that you do. So, I just dread, like, that stuff. And then I get real excited about, like, a wrestler pointing at their dick and being like, hey, you, give me a blowjob. Like, I'm like, yes, give it to him. Let us watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should have been... DX's catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. We've got a bunch of words for you. Give me a blowjob. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it's, I think all, I mean, I know Tony Khan definitely has, so you can tell from his booking, mm. but I was going to say all bookers should be forced to, before they ever book a match, should be forced to watch t- the two months of Nitro leading into this pay-per-view and then mm. the last half an hour of the pay-per-view. Yeah. It's just such a great template of, you know, knowing what you want to do and then working back from there, but then also making sure that there's beats, at least hitting one beat of the story each week to keep people interested. And uh, AEW do that really well. Like that's one thing that I can, you know. Mm. And there are times where WWE can do it. It's just at the moment the wheels have completely come off that vehicle as far as their booking is concerned <laughs> uh, as we found out this morning where they've cut a whole bunch of wrestlers who were on SmackDown and Raw last week. <laughs> so but, anyway, um, I love Tony's indignation at the end of this episode. Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. <laughs> and the commentators saying during it, like we're not commentating this, we're not calling this like a normal match because this is yeah, a normal match. Like, that. like that's great. Yeah, I did really like that. And and they played up, you know, when Hulk Hogan came out, they're like, oh, Hulk Hogan, here he is. And Bobby the Brain's like, whose side is he on, though? You know, and Tony's like, oh, would you stop? And then he comes out. 
<laughs> does the atomic leg drop on Macho? <laughs> uh, it's just it's just all great. I mean, it's sort of this weird thing with wrestling and doing wrestling podcasts that when everything is great, there's very little to sort of say about it. You know, like you, besides like this was booked really well and everyone played their parts fantastically and it's so great to watch again and I, it's just as good as I remember it. Um, whereas when things go wrong, you can talk about that for, <laughs> for hours. Mm. But there probably isn't too much else to say about this pay-per-view except that, you know, how important it is going forward. You're going to have another two years of, you know, really – even when it's bad, I, I get – it's hard to know because I haven't watched it for so long, but I feel like the next two years is going to be really enjoyable to watch I hope so. Nitro and the pay-per-views. Um, we've got so much to look forward to, like the the rising up the roster of DDP, the Cruiserweights division, NWO uh, Black and Red, Sting. Um, I mean, there's just so much that – from this era that's so memorable. So um, I can't wait to get into the rest of it, but we could probably wrap it up here, right? Do we have anything else to? I don't. Is there any melt stuff or? No, that's for the, that's for the, uh, that's for the, the, the nitro. The next nitro. Yeah. Well, I reckon we can probably wrap it up there. Excellent. I'm going to, um, I'm going to change the outro to Hulk Hogan. You can go to hell. Because Pepe doesn't exist anymore, so if you're watching the shows, you'll have no idea what Pepe is, what's going on. So until next time, brother friends, subscribe, support us, uh, follow us on Twitter like a good friends, RJ City, Warhorse, uh, Danhausen. And uh, <laughs> until next time, brother friends, Hulk Hogan can go to hell. <laughs>